Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minis and Movies, Episode 20. I'm your host, John Spencer, for More Than Dice, and I want to thank you all for joining me. And I want to double thank you if you guys are a patron. If not, well, you know, still, welcome. Uh, we provide this to our patrons, uh, first, first shot at listening to it. Everyone else gets it a month later. Just felt like that was a, uh, a good way to go, a good idea by Gonzo. So, again, thank you all. Um, I'll start with my contacts. In case you guys want to throw ideas my way, I did get a couple on Twitter, which is good. Uh, you can me at Twitter is at John O. Spencer. You can find me on Facebook, John Oakland Spencer, or hit up More Than Dice. Or you can email me at John Oakland Spencer at Yahoo.com. All right, tonight we're going to be talking about Too Many Games, which is a Twitter topic. And then we will also be talking about Star Trek Beyond. So uh, let's get started there. Uh, Ron! Mm. All right. Drinking that Dr. McGillicuddy's apple pie uh, liqueur is really good stuff. All right, so uh, I put a call out on Twitter today for some ideas. Got a couple takers, Playgrouper73 and Stephen Halterman, who's at CorruptGoat, and Playgrouper's at PReaper73. Give them a follow if you're on Twitter and you want to hear some more minis guys talk. But I'm going to start with Stephen Halterman. They gave me a couple ideas. I'm going to go through all of them. But Stephen's idea was, do you find your enjoyment of a miniatures game diminishes more of them you play? If so, why? And if not, why not? Personally, I can play one game, otherwise I feel constrained both by time and money, to be fully invested in what I'm playing. Now, since we're in a bit of a gaming renaissance, especially from a miniature game standpoint, that is a motherfucking great topic. Um, I would say I kind of agree, actually, with him that more than one game gets difficult. So, here's what I thought. I can play multiple games and still enjoy them. Um, but you can't get that really deep immersion from it. So, example, back when I was a GW guy, I played mostly one game with a side game of everything else they had, because when you work on the phones, you have to. Prior to that, I was mostly a one-game guy, a little bit scattershot occasionally, but that's just because you can afford to be when you're working there. Um, but, you know, I read all the fiction, got all the codices, read all of them back to front, read the rule books, fiction back to front, read lots of novels on it. You know, I was in deep on it. And you'd get game ideas, you could talk competently on all of them, you could you could really get down to the nitty-gritty of lists. Now, when I left Games Workshop, I kept up with this stuff for a little bit, but it they were going through their downtime. I had a bunch of friends who played War Machine and Horde, so I jumped over to that, but I did the same thing. I was really into it, reading all the books, reading, or reading all the books, there were no books at that point, reading all the rule books, all the, uh, we'll call it story in the rule books. I know some people hate it when you call it fluff. I'm used to calling it fluff. I don't mean it derogatively, but I'll call it story, background, however you to call it. I'm just going with a good term for that. But anyways, I read all of that. I was really deep into it. But as my interest faded, so did reading that. And as I started to get more games, because let's be honest, the more games you play, that's a lot of stuff vying for your attention. I will be honest, aside from a couple, I'll read like a, entry or two, a uh, section or two, you know, once or twice a week, but I don't really sit down and read the books from back to front anymore. I mean, I've got Infinity books, I still have plenty of fluff to read from, Malifaux books, I'm way behind on that stuff, and they've got really good story. Um, War Machine doesn't have books anymore, that's safe. Uh, 40k, back in the 40k, I haven't read a damn thing there. So, uh, yeah, so while I feel like I can get enjoyment out of multiple games, I feel like it definitely starts to diffuse your, your, your overall enjoyment. Um, now, what do you do about that? Well, you can focus on one game, or you can, uh, what I suggest, and what I kind of do is, you can sort of spotlight one game. Like, right now, I'm really doing a lot of 40k stuff. I'm back in, it's what the guys are playing. 
between, you know, the cool 40k stuff, Knights and Death Watch, which is what I've been waiting for forever, and Kill Team coming out, you know, there's lots of stuff going on for it, so that's sort of my focus. I'll read more stuff on that, been reading a little bit of background on Knights and all. We're probably going to break out the Death Watch Codex a little read there, maybe go back and read my AdMech book at some point. But I'll let you focus your spotlight, part of your hobby, while you're, uh, while you're working on it. Um, it just gives you, you know, something to, to intensify on. You can still, hang on, I've still got, you know, I've got a dust model on my table. I've still got some Infinity guys sitting here. Uh, I've got an Age of Sigmar basic box on the way. You know, and, and there are other games still coming. Malifaux Thursday's coming out. We're looking at X-Wing. Uh, I played some Armada recently. <laughs> I'm at Legions everywhere. I mean, I'm all over the place. And honestly, I, I've been feeling this way too. There are too many games. When a super cool game like Adeptus Titanicus can come out, and I'm like, yeah, I just had too much. Then you know we're in a weird spot. So spotlighting a game is for keeping that as your focus, but keep your other games around. You know, if when I hear from my buddy, if he's like, oh, you know, uh, I can't make the Kill Team tournament, so let's do something else Friday. If he says, let's play some Infinity, I'll break out some Infinity and I'll play. If you were to get a wild hair up his ass and say, let's play some Malifaux, I'm in. But right now, 40k will still be my focus. I got some stuff on the way. I'm doing some conversions. I really love conversions. But you can kind of do that. So, you, But you sort of have to rotate. You can't go all in on a game anymore. I mean, you can. If that's your only game, absolutely. And, and when the guys are playing other games, you can hang out and chat with them. But it's a lot easier to get, to, as long as you make the most of your gaming time, by having multiple hobbies. And uh, I think that's sort of what we're talking about. If you can maximize your hobby time with one game, man, do it. You're going to get the most enjoyment possible from that. You're going to enjoy the flaw of background. See that there? The background and story. You're going to enjoy the modeling, the painting, the playing. You're going to have it all in one. Boom. You can really get some enjoyment. Get to the crunchy bits of your list if that's what you like. Um, or try out a ton of different stuff if that's what you like also. Make the cool models you want to play with. I mean, I love just modeling up stuff. It's it's great. Um but you can get that if you can focus on one game. If it is your thing, you can do so much. There's so many list builds you can make. I mean, just the way that stuff works. Um, any game, you can just do that. If Armada is your game, you, there's so many fleet builds you can make. I haven't even scratched the surface of my Armada. I've played a fair amount of games. But not enough to call myself an expert or anything. So that's sort of the, the, the one side. If you can maximize your hobby time with that. Now, if like me, you've got a bunch of diverse groups of friends and... A local hobby store that's kind of scattershot in what happens, you know, aside from if I started playing Magic, which I'm not going to do because I know my personality and I've done that, let's that ship sail to the, off to the uh, eastern continent and shit, get that out of here. I, uh, uh aside from that, I'm going to go and I'm going to find different games every day. If tomorrow night I decide to show up at our local hobby store games and stuff, I'm going to have, uh, Malifaux and they're going to do a Kill Team campaign, and at least two other miniature games running the same time, or slotted for the same time. Who knows how many people will show up, but they're slotted. So I can really scattershot out there and get the most out of my hobby time. If I was just playing, say, just playing War Machine, that's not going to happen. I'm going to come in, and I'm going to get, you know, Wednesday's War Machine. I'd have to go on Wednesday. I'd have to go and meet up with those guys there. There's not a lot of free play with that game right now, and and that's sort of what I'm looking at. This is a this is de you're gonna have to make your own decision on how you spend your hobby time and if more than one game works for you. Um, if you're finding yourself with a lot of downtime, nothing to do, eh, maybe it's time to look at another game. 
but maybe not. Maybe you just haven't uh, gone in deeper. Maybe there's something. Maybe you're like, you know, I haven't read that Eldar book. It came out. I got it. So I'm gonna read it. Cool. Maybe you just got a PDF copy. Uh, maybe you pirated a PDF copy. If you're not playing Eldar, I don't care if you pirate a copy. I look at pirated copies of stuff all the time. My only rule is that if I'm playing the army, I buy the damn copies immediately. But anyways, maybe you got some of that you can read. Maybe there's something else you can do. You can, you know, build a list, work on some models. Maybe you got a couple bits and pieces you want to start some conversions on. If, if you can get the most out of one hobby, do it. Um, but if you don't, uh, if you can't get the most out of one hobby, if you still have hobby time down, then you start looking at other games. And so the next question is, how would you enjoy multiple games? Well, you really got to kind of compartmentalize. I'm not necessarily people. I mean your 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 thoughts on your hobby. You've got to have hobby time for each of them. You know, I'll do 40k for a bit, but then I'll rotate in and find, you know, a new Infinity Models come out for my factions. Um, I'll grab that, put it together, get some enjoyment out of that. As soon as I get my desk set up for painting, I'll swap in a couple of those models here or there. I get Age of Sigmar coming, so it will be a little bit of difference from 40k. Um, Malifaux 3rd Edition come out, I'll have that. X-Wing's coming out, that's mostly playtime, which is good. Because that's an easy one. Uh, if Armada, if we keep doing Armada with my buddy Max or with Not Brushhead Dave, you know. There's a, there's a lot of games out there, but you really have to compartmentalize so you make sure you get the most out of all of it. In fact, I feel like maybe I am being drawn in too many directions uh, now that I talk about it. You know, I've got a list of games I need to do. I need to buy trays for all these models I have. I have models just sitting around. I haven't made a new Armada list in months since we stopped our Armada campaign. Since before our Armada campaign. I mean, I just pulled some off the net when I was teaching uh, Banian how to play, so... There's a lot out there, and you can definitely overdo it. And I think maybe I am. So, talking about this, maybe I should be thinking twice about X-Wing. Now, I'm sold on X-Wing. I've liked X-Wing for a while, and I like that it's going back to a casual affair. And and but maybe that's not the game to so on. Maybe Legion's one uh, is you know the straw that broke camel's back. Maybe with an addition change, if I don't like Malifaux, maybe that goes away. Maybe it's time to put Infinity on the back burner. You know, it's it's, it's deep thoughts like that to talk. I have to think about. Now, I've put War Machine pretty much entirely on the back burner between not being a huge fan of where it's going and this local scene drying up. So, I mean, I've already started to cut out. I mean, I've got another. I've got Relic Knights on the way. There's Fallout coming. Congo's been talking about that. There's so many games coming out. You have to say no to some at some point and start really focusing on what you have time for. Um, that's really what it's about, isn't it? Focusing, making sure you're getting your enjoyment for what you're. the time and the money you're spending on it. Because we have disposable income, that's the whole point. But if you're not, if you're buying tons of stuff and you're not getting enjoyment out of that stuff, I mean, hobbying is its own enjoyment, but you want to get the maximum out of it. Maybe you need to throttle back. So my idea, and generally, is I try not to really focus on more than I'll spotlight one game, as I said, and then I try and maybe have one or two in the background that are guys playing. Malifaux is always there because I can always drop by on a Tuesday night down to a different store and get some Malifaux games in with a totally different crew. And that's the only game I'm going to get in with those guys, so i got to sort of keep that in my mind. Other than that, you know, you get to see what your crews are available. I used to have my Armada campaign. That would be my Armada crew. We'd, you know, obviously play Armada. Uh, now I've got uh, hanging out with my buddy Petey, and uh, they're little scattershots. Major Sigmar, some 40k. I played Armada there. They're, they're pretty scattershot. So you really got to sort of narrow it down, decide what you need, what you don't need, what you want, um, and how you want to spend your time. This is a really in-depth question to talk about. Um, let's make sure I'm hitting Steven's points. Uh, 
Da, da, da. Do I find my enjoyment of miniature games diminishes the more of them you play? I would say no, it doesn't. But I think I'm a rare case. Once you get to a certain level of skill in a game, where you feel you're competent, where you feel like you can move your stuff around, you can make a list, you can play with it, know what it does more or less, you know, without having to really refer to the rule book a lot, I think at that point you're probably set to have that game, you know, as a as a secondary game, one you can just pick up and play a little bit and then put it back down. Uh, Infinity is the hardest of those for me right now because there's a ton of rules in there, but they their their army builders made it easier, so I mean it's it's getting better. Uh, his second part is if so why? Why? Uh, like I said, because I have a fair level of competence at all the game. I'm not really in a f in a background story type of mode. Uh, maybe I'll get back there and then I'll have to scale back on the games, but you know, I don't really read too, too much of the uh, background story and history in the, the codices and the rule books and everything. I mean, honestly, I've barely cracked my copy of uh, Infinity Uprising. Um, probably should do that. But then again, I've barely cracked my copy of Infinity uh, Human Sphere aside from the rules. So I look at that, too. I'm putting a lot of money out for that stuff. I should probably be reading that and getting enjoyment out of it. Uh, I probably need to look at that and uh, figure out if I'm doing the best. But I feel like that is why I can, you know. Plus, Armada is an easy game. Fluff. Backstory? Fluff? Jesus, that's Star Wars. I fucking live and breathe that still. I don't need to go deep into that. We know Star Wars. I don't read novels for Star Wars anymore, but that's not to say I haven't read more than my fair share. Um, so that's sort of how that goes. Legion and, and X-Wing are in the same boat, where it's like, you know the story, you live the story, <laughs> so to speak, growing up. You don't need to necessarily go back and worry about that. But... I haven't done a lot of list building for them, and maybe that's hurting me. You know, I haven't really dug into the rules of Legion as far as I probably should have. Uh, I haven't really built more than a handful of lists for it. So uh, that's that's good to think, but I do feel like I am still getting enjoyment out of it. I could see why you would not. Like I said, uh, he said constrained by time and money. Those are the biggest factors. If you don't have the time and you don't have the money to run another game, you don't. Like I said, Adeptus Sacanagus, the new... just can't afford that. Just It's got to go away. Kill Team's sort of a gimme. I mean, it's just playing 40k some more. So it, it's this is one of those questions you got to answer yourself, and hopefully I'll give you some ideas to think on that, and some, you know, maybe a little bit of direction on what you can do to make it better. Um, if you feel like you're having this problem, talk with your buddies. If you have a single crew, maybe you have two crews, and you're each playing lots of games, talk with them and see what they're wanting to do. I've honestly been thinking about cutting back uh, some of my model collections down to a single faction. Um, just so that I'm not, you know, buying models for everything. You know, do I need all these Infinity models? I have Hawk Islam, Nomads, Non-Aligned Armies. Um, I even have the Pano Starter Set sitting somewhere. Do I need all that? No, probably not. Probably could get rid of a couple of them. Maybe just keep an army for them. I got this really silly and amusing Nomad's Army that is all camo markers because that's bullshit, and that's bullshit of the highest order, and I enjoy it. Um, so maybe I'll keep that and get rid of the rest of them, you know? Just take a look and uh, make some decisions, you know? Space is not unlimited. Time's not unlimited. Money's unlimited. Maybe I don't have time to do all this stuff. Like, I can honestly say I'm never going to get all my models painted. That's just not going to happen. The best I can do is start putting armies together and painting armies, and I want to get back to that, so uh, I need to work on that. Goals are another thing that will help you. You have a goal, especially with your hobby time. I want to get 
you know, my Space Marine army assembled and painted. Um, maybe even playing games them isn't even on that list for you because you're, you, maybe you're enjoying another army you've already got painted. Maybe you're play it painted and you need to get it painted. So make some goals, make some lists. I have lists of tons of hobby stuff I have to do. Uh, it's pretty exhaustive, but it keeps me a little more focused, you know. I'm sort of taking a break right now. I got a giant monkey from Dust. I'm not going to play Dust. I have no desire in playing Dust. There'd have to be a ton of people locally playing Dust for me to even consider it. But it's a giant monkey in in heavy armor with a, an auto cannon, and I was going to buy it. Uh, but that's sort of the idea, hobby-wise. Let's go on the hobby-wise a little more. There is only so much time to paint and assemble models. Trust me, as someone who's on day 200 and fucking whatever for your hobby streak, I know. I'm 260 days in. And there's still only so much time for hobbying, and I've hobbied at least 130 hours in the past nine months. That's at least. Several of those were longer sessions. But there's still only so much time to work, and I haven't even really painted much because I don't have a desk set up for it. Working on that, but get some goals. Like, I want to paint this. I have an idea to paint. Figure out what three core knights I want as my, my knight uh, lance, and paint them. Then, start painting different Imperial factions. I own three. I have Death Watch Assembled. I'm converting guys for it all the time because it's so fun. I have Admech. And then I even have some Grey Knights sitting in a box back there. Are Grey Knights good? No. I hear they're not good at all. Does it matter to me? Nah. Their models are cool. I really want to get one of the uh, Dread Knights. Um, maybe I will. It's super cool. But that's sort of an idea. So that's on my goal list. I want to try and do that. Uh, Infinity, I really want to get a full Infinity army painted up. Does it have to be a great army? No. Fun? Sure. I know what models I want to paint. I know what models I want to get in the list. I'll make a list to fit that, and we'll go. Uh, Malifaux, I'd love to get start getting a faction painted, but now we're getting into the fourth painting, or the third painting uh, project, and that's getting a little rough. And that's not even thinking of something like Star Wars Legion, where there's just another one on top of that. Luckily, Legion is not quite the same number of models as uh, some of the other games, so. I mean, Infinity and Malifar are low. My, even my 40k is not going to be that big, so maybe it's doable. But you got to make goals for yourself, decide what you want to do. And you got to make the hard decisions with that. Like, I had an offer to go play Battletech this past Monday, and I passed because I'm like, I don't, I really don't need to play another game. It's too much. Um, Congo and I have been talking about uh, uh, Monster Apocalypse, and we both agree that it's just too much, you know? X-Wing will probably get because it's super easy, super casual. You don't have to paint anything. You punch some stuff out, throw them in your uh, handy-dandy sorting tray, and bring some ships and go to town. And I've had a lot of fun with that game. Uh, will I keep everything? I mean, I have I had Imperials and Rebels because it was easy to have both, so you could always have a game. But now, technically, I have Imperials, Rebels, Scum, uh, Resistance... And even First Order, because I have the starter set. Will I keep all that? No. There's no way. At some point, I'm going to buy... I'm, I'm probably going to buy a new a new starter. And one of the Rebel upgrade packs, because I'm Rebel at heart. And then, I'll get rid of the rest. Maybe I'll keep enough of one faction just to teach. Maybe I'll just keep the resistance stuff, because I like T-70s. And we'll see. I'll make that decision when I, when I come to it. But that's one of those decisions I'm making. Do I want to get rid of the rest of Infinity? Maybe I do. <clears throat> should start thinking about that. Malifaux? I have too many factions for Malifaux. I can start getting rid of stuff for that. Especially because they're moving stuff around. Changing stuff a little bit. Maybe I don't need everything. And again, maybe I do. 
who knows? Uh, I've sort of already backed off on Arcanists, even though it was my first army. That was sort of army of opportunity. Uh, I mostly play Outcasts and uh, Ten Thunders. I do have a little bit of uh, Resurrectionists, but that was more of a offshoot of having Yan Lo for Ten Thunders slash Resurrectionists and Terra for uh, Resurrectionists and uh, Outcasts. Though some of that's changing, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, and that's always going to happen. When a new edition comes out, you're going to have to make your hard decisions on that. I would, quite honestly, keep just my mercenaries for War Machine if it came down to that. You're not getting those out of me, but uh, the rest, the Circle and the Minions and the Ret, that can be gone. I don't I don't need to have that much stuff anymore. I'm getting to a point where Minimalist is better. And maybe that makes a one-game approach not a bad idea. But don't be so uh, focused on the one-game approach uh to not to lose an opportunity to play with your buddies. You know, that's what it's all about, getting games with your buddies. Um, maybe an alternative is, like I said, spotlight a game at a time, paint an army for that game. If you like lots of games, you know, write, write your goal sheet. Boom, we'll do this, this game, this game, this game. There's lots out there, and actually I'd love to talk about this if anyone has any specific questions. God, feel free, email me, uh, johnoaklandspencer at yahoo.com at John O. Spencer on Twitter, or find me on Facebook, John Oakland Spencer. I'm pretty easy to find. I friend everyone, just about. If it looks like you could be not a bot or not a random person who found me because my name is John Spencer and they think I'm that John Spencer and I'm not that John Spencer. I'm a different John Spencer. But in any case, thank you guys for listening to me ramble. That was sort of my rant plus topic all in one. And thank you, uh, Stephen Halterman, for that. Uh, let's make sure I got your name right. Yep, Stephen Halterman for that uh, topic. I appreciate it. Ron. Hmm. Now on to the movies portion. I am talking about Star Trek Beyond. And that just came out last year, if I remember correctly. And man, spoiler, it's a good one. Uh, when it first came out, I saw it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, my cousin, also named John, funny how that is, uh, posted on, I guess it was two years ago, 2016. Man, I'm losing track. I must be getting old. Anyways... Uh, my cousin John thought he said he thought it was the best of the new Star Trek series. Now, I'm not really sure about that. I'm like, hey, come on, man. That's crazy talk. But in the past, you know, month, having rewatched uh, the Star Trek reboot, soft reboot, the Kelvin, first of the Kelvin-verse, and Star Trek Beyond, uh, I feel like the, that uh, last Star Trek uh, has gone down a little bit, and this has gone up. So, maybe it is. Any case, it's really enjoyable. The whole cast is back. I mean, the whole cast. And then you add uh, Idris Elba as the bad guy. Um, and it's great. Uh, they did a great job getting the feel of uh, Star Trek in it, including the entire, uh, the entire like, the, the whole bridge crew relationship, the, the, the trinity of Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. They got that right. I mean, they really hit their stride. Everyone had a chance to shine. Um, some more than less, but that's always been Star Trek. Um, you know, Spock and Kirk and McCoy all got their good parts. Uh, Scotty was a bit more featured, but let's be honest, Simon Pegg did write part of this movie, so it's not really a surprise, and he was was done well. So, uh, enjoyed the crap out of it. Uh, I was happy that there wasn't a giant ship as the threat. It was a bunch of small ships. Um, very cool idea. I may actually steal the crap out of it if I end up doing a sci-fi game. There's a lot of good stuff that can go there. Um, God, how it going? I mean, so, let's, let's continue on with it. Uh, everyone knows the basic plot. Uh, the Enterprise, in the middle of its, uh, five-year mission, 
uh, restocks at a base Yorktown. Super cool looking. Oh my god, it's amazing. And they sort of get uh, lured out into this through this nebula because they are the most advanced ship in the area and the only one who can probably uh, go through the nebula. And in addition, uh, Commodore Parrish says that uh, the other thing they're getting is the crew. She thinks highly of Captain Kirk. He's considering being a vice admiral. Um, Spock is also thinking of leaving because Prime Spock has died. Uh, in what, when they finally show part of that, that's a pretty touching, it's it's small, but a touching tribute to not only Spock, but the other member, like the entire original crew, uh, was very, uh, was very good. And of course they, uh, have a, they have a tribute to uh, Leonard Nimoy and Anton Yelchin at the end. Because Anton Yelchin died, uh, before the film was released, which is fucking tragic. Uh, okay, continuing on, uh, they lure them into a nebula, as they get through the nebula, they're attacked by all these little drone ships, and they take a uh, alien artifact that uh, they had stored because uh, the cold open is them trying to broker peace between two alien races, and then one offered the, this artifact to the other as a token of respect, and it does, goes poorly for Kirk, and a fairly amusing, uh, amusing scene. Uh, but then they, uh, there's a fight on the Enterprise. A lot of guys, a lot of red shirts get killed as they do, and a lot of the bridge crew being awesome, and then the Enterprise gets destroyed. Um, while nothing is ever going to touch the feels of the first time the Enterprise is destroyed in Star Trek III, um, this is pretty good. This felt earned. I didn't feel like it was out of hand. I didn't feel like it was copying anything. I'm like, yeah, you did, you did a good job. Um, they all come to the base. To the, they all land on the planet. Most of them are captured by the bad guys, who, f for reasons unknown, um, Scotty escapes in a proton torpedo because he's Scotty and he's crazy like that. Obviously unarmed. Um, Kirk and Chekhov manage to eject uh, later, so they actually uh, manage to escape. Um, Sulu and Uhura are captured, and Scott and. Uh, Bones and Spock are in a turbo lift that heads out into space and gets captured by the aliens, but they turn the tables on him and steal their ship. They crash. Spock's hurt. They have some good moments between him and Bones. Uh, Scotty lands, gets faced with some aliens, and meets Jayla, who is another alien crash on the planet. She hel he help she helps him, and then she makes a deal since she realizes with the Federation, uh, and she's living in a Federation ship, the Franklin, that's been crashed there. Uh, Kirk and check off, find where the bad guys are hiding out, turn the tables on the alien that pretended to be uh, in distress and lured them there. Uh, managed to get away from that and find uh, Jayla and Scotty, and then they find Kirk, they find Spock and Bones, beam them over. Then they rescue us as a crew, and then it gets to this amazingly crazy scene at the end. Uh, and it may feel like it's fast-paced. It is fast-paced. It's a little over two hours long, and it don't feel like it. Is really, really good. I really enjoy the crap out of it. Um, and then it's got this scene where they, they take off in the Franklin, an old, you know, the first ship to go, Warp 4, which, remember, has the original Enterprise from Star Trek Enterprise, was the first Warp 5 ship, so it's not even that advanced. They go in, they figure out that all the aliens are being guided, because they're drones, by, you know, uh, sharing frequencies and basically computer-assisted. So they jam it by playing Sabotage, which is awesome because Beastie Boys, and they played Beastie Boys in multiple movies now, so all three, as a matter of fact, so that's cool. Um, there's some good fight scenes there, some some really amazing graphics, uh, some really, I mean, this really went 
hog wild on the effects, and it was super cool. Very enjoyable. The backstory is even reasonably believable. They win through Trekno Babble, which is great because I'm sick. I, I wanted to win by Trekno Babble. They're doing all this Techno Babble stuff and also some fighting going on. It's it's a good modernization of old Star Trek. I love the crap out of it. Um, and a rare thing, I think I'm going to give it a better rating than originally. I'm going to give this zero shot to Kraken. This is, there are no flaws in this. Every flaw I have accounted for and realized... I don't think it's a flaw. I think it's intentional. And, uh, man, uh, enjoy the crap out of it. It's for free on Amazon Prime right now. Um, most of the movies I review will be either free on Amazon Prime or Netflix, for those of you who are new. And uh, there you go. So I give it zero shots of Kraken. Super cool. Check it out. Uh, you will enjoy it. Um, this whole series is actually pretty good. I'd like to rewatch all of them, but Into Darkness isn't free right now, and I haven't purchased it yet, but I will at some point. But since I was did Star Trek two episodes ago, uh, episode 18, I think, so I, I don't really have time for that. So, next time, hobby topic? Oh, I have a hobby topic because Twitter came through for me. Um, I think uh, next time we're going to talk about Plague Reaper's uh, idea, which is dwindling metas and the cure for it, or is it a death sentence for the game? That's a good topic. We'll talk about that, and then we'll also talk about the movie, which will be all for free on Amazon Prime, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. That one didn't get great reviews, but I've heard I need to see it because it's got some really great moments. I really hate the fucking leads. They don't, they're don't they not likable to me inherently. I haven't liked them in anything I've seen them in, so here's open. It's good. But until next time, again, thank you all for listening. Have a good one, and Ron. Mm, that is tasty. <laughs>